stay prepared for the up and down life is like a seesaw some say it's a bitch man what's going on guys just another critic here continuing our week five predictions um second matchup i'm gonna be covering this week is virginia taking on notre dame now as we already know virginia coming off a sloppy win against old dominion it seems like the virginia teams in general have struggled with old dominion i don't know why um but we saw virginia tech earlier this season nearly lose to them um and then like i said uva struggled with them played a very sloppy game was down um I believe it was by close to 10 points at one point. Eventually pulled it back and, and got the win. But um, this Virginia team was had a lot of hype coming into the season. A lot of expectations. Um, they're expected to challenge Clemson uh, in the ACC championship this year. Uh, and we'll see if they can pull it off. Notre Dame, on the other hand, coming off a loss against uh, a Georgia team that I want to say is very good. But it's just one of those those things that it's pretty much the first time we're seeing both teams see legitimate uh, competition. So we're not sure whether or not one team was good or one team was just not as good or was UGA overhyped and Notre Dame underrated. You know, it's just we still have more questions than answers at this point um, because I do think Georgia played a very conservative conservative game. And I talked about that in my week four takeaway. So if you want to kind of hear about you know my feelings towards that game you can go ahead and check that out but yeah coming into this matchup i'm just going to run through statistics very quickly for virginia offense is averaging 35 points a game defense is allowing uh, roughly 18 points a game Um, passing yards they're averaging close to 240 yards through the air 133 yards on the ground allowing just 188 yards through the air which is actually very good for uh you know for college ball um and allowing just 75 uh, 75 yards per game on the ground um looking at Notre Dame statistics offense is averaging 39 points per game defense allowing 18 and so if you're keeping up it's pretty close it's looking pretty close statistically um passing yards Right now, Notre Dame is averaging 300 through the air and 144 on the ground. Passing yards allowed per game for Notre Dame, 157 uh, through the air allowed, and then 204 allowed through the air, uh, excuse me, on the ground. And so don't don't take, I wouldn't take uh, a lot of these numbers into account uh, too much because um, Notre Dame hasn't really played uh, an air raid attack, I guess you could say. They pretty much faced New Mexico, who is uh, kind of a triple option team. They have been in the past, and they do like to run the ball a lot. And then before that, it was Louisville with Juwan Pass. They ran the ball a lot, ran for over 200 yards. And Juwan Pass has never been that guy who's going to sit in the pocket and, and dart you up. So... Um, and then they ran into Georgia, who loves to run the ball, who's got a great quarterback, but un- underutilized their passing game. Anyway, uh, in this matchup, Notre Dame, we already know what they bring to the table. Ian Book isn't really a pocket passer. He's not going to sit there and, you know, just pick you apart. He likes to leave the pocket. Um, we saw from him last year when he took over, I believe he ended with about uh, 19 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. 
Um, so he's he's not he's not your your pure pocket passer. He likes to move around. He likes to get on the outsides, um, and and make plays outside of the pocket. That's just kind of how he plays. Um, he he doesn't have the best accuracy, but he he's shown in that in that Notre Dame versus Georgia game that um, he can make plays, and even the smallest plays. Um, sometimes have made the biggest impact and especially in a game like that versus Georgia every single you know yard matters and so he he played a pretty good game I'm still not you know completely sold on the guy that this is going to be the dude that's going to you know essentially carry them uh, not at all at Notre Dame we we know what they bring to the table when it comes to offensive linemen they've been they're pretty much uh, right up there with Wisconsin or Georgia or the O-line U's, if you want to call them, um, at producing some of the best O-line in the country. Their running back stable right now isn't looking amazing because they lost a few guys to injury, um, but they do have some decent guys at wide receiver. We saw in the Georgia game, Notre Dame was uh, heavily utilizing that tight end underneath. Um, and I forget the name of their, their wide receiver, but he's number 83. That seems to be Ian Book's favorite target at this point. Um, he looks like a, a very good player, close to, he's probably about maybe 200-something pounds, 6'4". He's one of those guys that's going to go up and win jump balls for you. Um, and then defensively, we saw them against um, Georgia. They pretty much sold out on the run. I think there is some mitch, uh, excuse me, some mismatches in the secondary to be taken advantage of. Um, to be honest, I haven't really, you know, noticed a lot of um, phenomenal wide receiver play from Virginia. I know they've got great guys on defense, specifically in the secondary. Um, and as far as how they've looked statistically in stopping the run, it looks like they've done a good job at that. Um, on a consistent basis in almost pretty much every game. Um, William and Mary, 63 yards. Florida State allowing 95 yards on the ground. And that's with a very good running back in the in the backfield with Cam Akers and then Old Dominion holding them to 64 yards on the ground. And so it sounds like um, this matchup is going to come down to uh, the quarterbacks, really, because pretty much Notre Dame... We've shown that they can. They've shown that they can stop the run, especially when playing arguably, you know, which who a lot of people call RBU in Georgia, and uh, who a lot of anal- analysts were calling Georgia. Uh, we're saying that Georgia has the best O line in the country, and so that Notre Dame defense really, really stifled the O line, and they were hitting them in the mouth early, and they were stopping the run game, and so this this game is going to pretty much come down to. Who's, whose quarterback is going to step up? Whose quarterback is going to go out there and make plays? Both the guys are actually very mobile. Bryce Perkins over at Virginia. Uh, we know he can leave the pocket and make plays with his feet. Um, in that game versus Georgia, Notre Dame, obviously they, they, they've got more talent. We already know that with the recruiting classes that Kirby Smart is bringing in. But Virginia... If that O-line can can give him a decent amount of time, even not, even if they can't give him time, we know he's going to roll out. We know he's going to get to the edges, get outside the numbers and try to make plays pretty much just like Ian Book. Um, these teams are very similar uh, in, in what they have as far as quarterbacks go and what they possess on the defensive side of the ball. Notre Dame has been 
There's there's a lot of people who really like what they see in the secondary, especially at the safety position. Alohi Gilman, uh, those guys have been very good at coming down and and making big plays. Uh, we haven't really we haven't really seen them tested that much in the secondary this season, but we saw that um, they they can struggle with that facing specific you know pass attacks and whatnot. They got shredded. They got they got diced up versus uh, Clemson in that CFP game. And so this is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, don't want to sit on it too long, but right now I think this is going to be a matchup of quarterbacks. Uh, I do think Virginia has a slight advantage at the corners, uh, corner position. If we're going to give Notre Dame an advantage on defense, it's probably at the safeties, uh, with the safeties and um, on the defensive front. But Virginia has been very good on the defensive front as well. So I think this game will actually play out a lot closer than many people think. Even though Notre Dame coming off a close loss versus Georgia, many people is probably, are probably thinking that Virginia is going to get blown out of the water. That's just not what I see happening. Um, it's just one of those things that styles make fights. And I think Virginia is actually a better matchup um, than you know Georgia was as far as what they brought to the table and the game plan that they decided to take moving forward. Uh, I think Virginia is going to put this game in the hands of Bryce Perkins and depending on how many plays he can make um, in big moments, that's going to decide the game. And same for Notre Dame. I think Virginia will do a good job of um, not necessarily shutting down that Notre Dame run game because that O-line is just a beast, but stifling it, slowing it down in times that they need it to be um Need it to be slowing down and, and just doing a very good job at containing it because um, I don't think they're going to be able to stop it for all four quarters. Uh, overall, I think this will be a close game and we'll see what quarterbacks can make uh, make the plays. I do like Bryce Perkins a little better than Ian Book. I'm not even going to lie. Um, so we'll see what happens. This could be, this honestly could be an upset. Don't be surprised if it is. But right now I've got Notre Dame winning in a close one. My final score, Notre Dame 27, Virginia 23. Once again, my final score for this predictions, uh, this matchup with UVA taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame 27, UVA 23. With that being said, I'm going to continue doing my previews uh, for week five. I'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down life as I can see so. Some say it's a bitch, man. I couldn't agree more. One minute to wrong talk.